at the time, no words could console us. And I think, you know, there isn't anything wrong within that moment being disappointed. You know, you've spent so many hours and weeks and years of, um, yeah, putting putting your training into into really that one race in a way for, for us, the Olympics being the pinnacle of our sport, you know, every four years is put into that one six minute race. And so, yeah, it was just a surreal moment, but huge, you know, deep disappointment. Brill, welcome back to the Christian Sport Podcast. It's great to have you with us. And we're now today looking at a topic which, um, if you haven't experienced it, then we'd argue you do not play sports. Um, we're looking at disappointment uh, and we're looking at injury. Um, so maybe you've been very fortunate and you've not experienced vast amounts of injury, uh, but if you play sport, you will have been disappointed at one stage in your life. It's We can all identify with can't we? any race, any match. Um, there's always those that go away happy uh, and always those that go away less so. Um, there's always disappointment in sport. Someone always loses. It's sort of said in the Olympics, isn't it? So sort of 98% of people at the Olympics do not win, um, which is huge. Um, and that doesn't take into account an injury being dropped, not being selected, uh, maybe not improving as you'd like. So the question is, it's a Christian as a sport podcast. How can we navigate these things as a Christian in competitive sport? So I've got two people with me. I've got uh, Debbie Flood, Debbie now Brewer, a uh, four-time Olympic rower. Uh, now uh, working in athlete welfare within uh, GB Rowing uh, and works for Christians of Sport as well. Uh, and then I've got Adam Pengilly, um, two-time Winter Olympian in the Skeleton, Skeleton Bob, um, now working in sports administration um, on the World Athlete Committee Anti-Doping uh, British Gymnastics Board. So lots of experience. Um, I think fair to say as we get into the stories, some awesome highs, but some pretty low lows. Um, so really... Great to have you guys with us. Um, as we get going, Debbie, what's been your lowest? It's, it's not a great question to start with for you. But <laughs> hopefully it's helpful for everyone else to show that you've, you've got the credentials to talk about this. Um, what's your lowest moment been in sport? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many ups and downs, isn't there? But for me, I would say that actually the two lowest moments for me were at the beginning and the end of my career. Um, so at the beginning of my career... That was certainly one of my absolute lowest points. Um, I'd made a life plan. I was going to row full time for two years and then go to the Sydney Olympics, tick that box and then get on with life. And I did that training for two years, committed, um, committed that time full time and got to my selection race for the single and I came second. Mm. Uh, I was leading the way for about three quarters of the race and then in that final quarter, uh, was overtaken and only one got selected in that race and so therefore I didn't and I finished that race absolutely gutted the the lowest probably in my life at that point I'd ever been I was 20 years old my dream was to go to the Olympics and I just felt I hadn't made it I'd failed and I didn't deal with that very well at all great well we'll get we'll get into some of that in a minute Adam what about you for me, it would be at my first, again around the Olympic Games, but my first Olympic Games as well. So I'd qualified, I uh, went in ranked ninth, I think, eighth or ninth, and was in good shape the day before the, the last training run. Or the, I'd finished third in training, uh, things had gone well, I, I was feeling confident. First run was solid, I was in fourth place after that. Or with yeah, after the first run, so one run to go, we they go in reverse order, and so I was fourth from last, and good push started well, um, but then made 
one mistake on the way down, but it was a, a big mistake on the most important corner. And I dropped back to eighth uh, at the end of the run, by the end of the run, and that was my finished position. And <clears throat> rec- probably doesn't, maybe doesn't sound that bad, but recognizing that the Olympics only comes around once every four years, you never know what's going to happen in the future. I thought, you know what, that might be my chance gone for, for, for my whole life and the dream of, of winning and being an Olympic medalist. And so, um, yeah, I struggled with that for two or three months, I think, in terms of coming to grips with that and, and the disappointment of it. And, and as you said, it's Christians and Sport podcast, both of you um, believers at the time, um, young believers maybe, but, but resting through what this looks like. How, if, if anything, how did your faith affect how you dealt with that at the moment? Debbie, what about you? Yeah, I think for me, um, at the point of when it happened, uh, everything just felt like it was falling down around me. You know, my, my whole year that I'd planned or the, the end of the year. And at that point, I thought the end of my career, because I'd only planned for it to be those two years, had kind of finished. So I had lots of, I just had lots of questions. I just felt like I'd wasted two years of my life so I was my question was god why am I even here you know I've I've wasted two years of my life not achieving what I wanted to achieve so I think I was just I was just quite angry I think I was a young Christian at the time but you know I kind of felt like I deserved it I felt like you know I hadn't had the best race but at the end of the day in sport you know that race is your selection race that's that's what counts and yeah, I, I just didn't have the greatest attitude at that point in time. And actually, it was my coach that built me back up and said, look, you've worked hard um, and there's other things you can do this year. You can go to the under 23 World Championships and you can do Henry Royal Regatta, which are big events within the, the rowing calendar. But I, I didn't want to. I, you know, I'd only wanted to go to the Olympics. Mm. But in the end, I did do those other events. You know, I did um, you know, kind of row out the rest of that summer, which was the next three months. And actually, I had an amazing summer um, at the level that I was at. I did well at those events that I, I went to and actually really loved it and really enjoyed it. And I already knew that, you know, sport is a gift from God and that I had been blessed with the opportunities to row. And I knew that already, but that had kind of been lost in the, the haze of the negativity and disappointment that, I, that kind of I got stuck in, really. And I got to the end of that year. And I just realized that I did love this sport. And actually, it was a big light bulb moment, both in my Christian walk, in my faith, and also in my uh, rowing career, because faith-wise, I could see that actually I'd had an amazing summer. And actually, I looked back on those two years I'd originally thought were a waste of life. And I could see who God had placed in my path, you know, the, the direction he'd taken me in rowing, how he'd helped me along the way. And... You know, I always come back to my favorite Bible passage, which comes from that time of life, which is a passage in Proverbs that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And, you know, I didn't know what the future held in terms of Olympics after that, but I did know that I loved the sport and I was going to carry on and that was God's plan for me. So a real light bulb moment for me. But again, only in hindsight, that could I see at that point god's work but you know that really helped me along the way in the in the following ups and downs because that was just a point in my life that i came back to with the reality of god and that he was in control and that he had a plan and actually that he cared for me 
and Adam, for you, so you, you had that you had that moment, so two or three months, really not not coping necessarily well with with what got on at the Olympics. But then, obviously, throughout your career, you've 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 gone on and you've you've had some highs, but you've also had some continued lows. And as your as your faith maybe matured, as you saw more what God was doing, how how did your faith affect you throughout your career? Um, deal with the inevitable disappointments of, of sport and then sports administration as well. So while I was competing, I would say uh, earlier on in my career, I didn't know, I, I was a Christian, but I didn't know what God said very much. I didn't understand the Bible that much. And one of the, so, and I think that was one of the reasons for not dealing with the disappointment in 2006 very well, um, because I didn't understand how God uses trials and disappointments for our good. Um, and that was why I took so long, I think, to get over it until someone said, what are you, why are you feeling like this still? Why, why is it um, impacting you so much? Uh, what's, what's the most important thing to you? And the danger was, I think, throughout my sporting career, perhaps, but particularly earlier on, was that I placed too much importance in sport. I loved it. I loved what I did. I loved the whole thing about it, um, the travel and competition and everything, training. <coughs> um, at, but the danger was it, it became almost my God. And uh, I suppose the Bible calls it idolatry. And and so and, and it it replaced the true God at, at times. I think that was my personal battle throughout my my career. But as I went on and and understood God more, understood the Lord more, and got to know Him better, uh, understood and got taught and read more in in the Bible, I I realised and He opened my eyes to to show me that. God does use difficult times for our good. And Jesus was the suffering servant. He was a servant leader and a suffering leader. And, and we're told many times in the Bible that it will be the same for us. And that also that God uses those things to make us more like him. Mm. So as, as hard as that can be, and no one wants to go through difficult times, it's really helpful to remember that, the Lord promises that he's using this for my benefit and I need to trust him in it. And that's not easy to do. And I don't do it particularly well all the time, but um, it certainly helps me in that. Um, in terms of the sports administration, I, I think I was probably a bit naive. So I went in thinking sport is like, a, a, as, as Debbie said, it's a gift from God. It's a lovely creation that God's given the world and gives so much joy and pleasure to, to billions of people. And so I went in with this view that although the world is a bit of a pretty messy place, sports perhaps a bit better. And sports administration, the people that run it, yeah, they should be better as well. And it, it shouldn't be, uh, it, it should be, a, 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 I suppose, a, a lighter part of, of 
the darkness that we see around in the world. And, and people in sports administration love what they do and many work very hard, but it's no different from any other walk of life. Um, there are some that do it for the right reasons and some that do it for the wrong reasons and decisions can be disappointing or, or overly politicised and, and done for personal interest or national interest, the same as everywhere else. And so I, had I been a bit more coherent about what the, in my head about what the Bible said mm. and prepared myself for that in sports administration, I don't think I would have been quite so disappointed as I have at certain times in that realm as well. Yeah, you've, you've teased it out really nicely of, of probably two of the key principles at play as we think about disappointment in sport. I mean, as in, we'd say as Bible-believing Christians, the world was created good, but then when sin entered the world with Adam and Eve's rebellion, we see that brokenness like you just talked about, sports administration, but the whole of sport, you see that, don't you, where people are doing stuff for self-interest, um, idolatry, unhealthy disappointment. We make other things to get our value and our worth from apart from God. Um, and then just brokenness, just injury. We haven't touched on a huge amount, but bodies which are breaking um, and which do not work perfectly. Um, and, and that's just a, a principle, a, a fundamental understanding of the world, which we have that there is suffering, there is disappointment, there is brokenness as a result of the fall. And yet, as you articulated wonderfully, as believers who trust in Jesus, we're told that God uses um, the inevitable disappointments of this broken world for our good. Um, I think you kind of referenced it, Romans 8, 28. It's often used out of context, and it's it's a hard verse in some ways because it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I think it's easy, isn't it, um, to say, well, my good is winning that medal. It's being selected for those Olympics, is not having a bad final run, it's not getting injured. It's having things go my way at that, that sports administration gathering, whatever it might be. And whatever it might be for you listening in, uh, that is what is good for me. And the trust here is, and it links in with Debbie beautifully, trust the Lord. He knows what is good for us, doesn't he? He knows what is good. Um, how, Debbie, coming to you, at the time of, of a peak disappointment, let, let's go to Beijing. You've told me about Beijing before, and you were on that podium crying and smiling at the same time. I think you've won silver. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Favorites to win gold. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Favorites to win gold. And you're, you're going through the press pack and crying and smiling, crying and smiling, having to put on a brave face. At that moment, are you, were you able in your faith at that stage, slightly more mature to go, okay, God, I can, I can tell this is, you're doing this for my good. Or is that only in retrospect that we can kind of see that? <laughs> I think by that point, um, you know, Beijing was uh, eight years on from <laughs> from the Sydney disappointment, and again, eight years on in my my walk uh, with Jesus. And you know, God teaches us the whole time um, through the ups and downs. And I think by the time I got to Beijing, yes, there was a, a, a huge disappointment in the kind of point of that race. You know, we we crossed the line. Um, we'd led the race again. We'd led the race for about six minutes, and then in our final closing seconds had been overtaken by the Chinese crew. And at the time, no words could console us. And I think you know there isn't anything wrong within that moment being disappointed. You know, you've spent so many hours and weeks and years of um, yeah putting putting your training into into really that one race in a way for for us the Olympics being the pinnacle of our sport you know every four years is put into that one six minute race 
And so, yeah, it was just a surreal moment, but huge, you know, deep disappointment. I mean, I, I, I physically couldn't see. Like one of the girls in the wider team had to lead me by my hand to go and find my parents because I, I couldn't see. I was crying so much. But as she was, you know, leading me, the Chinese people and, and crowd were stopping me for photos. And I was just managing to stop, smile for a temporary moment and then continue crying and walking on. You know, it was, oh, I mean, it was, yeah, that was a hard, hard time. And, you know, we're not immune to those emotions in the moment of that you know, win or loss. And, but for me that I even looking back in Beijing, you know, that very next day, you know, even that evening, you know, there was a piece about me. Yes. I was disappointed that we didn't win, but actually I knew that it wasn't going to destroy my life. You know, I knew that it wasn't the be all and end all of everything. You know, I knew that my security and my value, my worth was in being a child of God. And he determines my worth and value, not you know, the, the press, the public, the, the results, the medals. And I think that's something that I'd, I'd learnt over the years. And it's interesting because, you know, with, with working now for Christians in sport and working with lots of athletes and going through with them, you know, times of disappointment, we often refer back to, to Philippians and Paul's example of uh, being, you know, persecuted and lots of hardships. And um, in chapter four of Philippians, Paul talks about having learnt to be content in all circumstances, um, whether he had a lot or little, whether he had an empty stomach or a full one. And it's interesting because it, it talks about learnt. You know, you don't just suddenly have that in a moment. Actually, over time, God teaches you and shows you that he has got your life in his hands. He is faithful. You know, he, he does care for you. He is bringing good out of situations. And you might not see it in that specific moment, but as you learn along the way that he always <laughs> does that, then you very you more quickly come back to him and feel that contentment and that peace. I think you know once the kind of emotions have died down a little bit. That's really really helpful. I think we're, we're teasing out a little bit, aren't we? It's really nice the healthy versus unhealthy disappointments. Things come out from both of you of, of idolatry. Um, when we make sport, we we get our value and our worth. And you've mentioned there, Debbie, from our sport, from our performance, more than. But but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with feeling the inevitable disappointment that's fine that's in some ways part of the i think the terms as you the school of discipleship which god puts us through is, is learning to learn these things adam for you if i'm sure people would have come to you they've gone adam you're a christian your teammates might have done this they might have gone you're a christian um if your god if your god is good it could be quite an aggressive question for some if your god is good how come this stuff has happened to you how can this injury happen? How can you didn't win? If, if you're going to, how can you still say God is good in the midst of that? I, I think my answer is always that God's the creator of everything. I'm one person on the earth. He knows a lot more than me. And he's capable of infinitely more than me. And so while it can be difficult, I, I have to trust him that he knows best for what's, what's best for me. Mm. And, and I can put that in his hands. Uh, it, it also kind of takes away a bit of burden, or I suppose in some ways responsibility, I don't know if that's the right word, but certainly burden, that I'm not responsible for 
everything that might happen to me, I'm responsible for my own actions, of course. But um, I might have the most perfect race with the most perfect preparation and training going in and everything goes wonderfully. Uh, and then our external circumstances mean that the results perhaps not as it should be. You know, the, an example for me would be at the World Championships in 2009. I, there were four runs in the race. For two of the runs, I was quickest. Another run, I was second and just off behind the quickest. And then one run, um, I was about 15th, I think, because of the weather. So it was a warm day. The guy who went off first had the best ice. And I went off 20 seconds. So I had the effectively 20 second best ice. <clears throat> um, and, and, but that's the, the rules. That's the way it goes, you know. And, and I moved up to 15th from 22nd uh, from my start position and then moved into, uh, and then had the quickest run, I think, after that. and moved up a lot. The quickest run for that, that run of four. And um, so I moved into, I think first position because the run was so good and also they'd flip the order. So the guys at the start who had the advantage on the first run had a disadvantage on the second run. Um, so for me, the second run was, was quite advantageous and I made the most of it with a good run. So I went from 15th into the lead, which is quite unusual. It's very unusual. And for that reason, and perhaps one or two others, the jury, decided to cancel the second run neither run was fair the first run wasn't fair for the guys at the back the second run wasn't fair for the guys at the front neither run was fair but they decided just to get rid of one run so i went from 22nd to 15th to first back to 15th again and then the next day overnight the weather cleared up it got really cold so the track held its speed much better and it was a fair race for everyone i had the second run the second quickest on one of the runs and the quickest comfortably on on the last run i think it was and and moved from 15th to 9th and then into second um but had the had that second run not been cancelled i would have been world champion quite comfortably um but it was and i had a great weekend of racing i didn't do a lot wrong preparation was good uh, and yet I, I didn't finish arguably where some people certainly said I should have done. And even the, the jury president, when he awarded me the medal, apologized. Um, so, you know, the Lord uses things in ways that we don't understand. And I think what I realized that evening was I didn't go in expecting a medal um, because of my start position and my, the season that I'd had. I thought I'd do okay. But I came out with a medal, which is the first time I'd won a World Champs medal. So I was very excited about that. But the feeling of, there was a feeling of disappointment, but also I, I was able to enjoy the medal that I'd never won before. Um, so there was a, a pleasure in that. But also the joy that I felt kind of only lasted a few hours. And it made me think, wow, even if I'd won the gold, I might have felt a bit better for a little bit longer but it wouldn't have been for that long. 
And then even if I did the same at an Olympic Games, it might the, the, the feeling of euphoria might have extended a bit longer, but not, you know, at most it might be a day. And then, you know, so then you're trying to do the same thing four years later for another day. And, and it just made me realise that although sport is a passion and it's fantastic and it does bring a lot of joy, those, as well as disappointment, but they, even the joyful feelings are quite short and certainly don't last. And it really made me recognise that the only thing that gives true joy and real satisfaction is is being one of God's children and, and following Jesus. Uh, so that was what taught me about the, the disappointment of and joy of, of that competition. No, thanks. As that's really helpful. Hopefully, listening in, you as soon as you, you could you could hear the, in some ways the disappointment in the story, and yet the yeah the satisfaction, the joy, the security which comes as a Christian in the world of sport, that this, this does not define us. Um, our performance does not define us. And that's a liberating, it's a freeing thing. It helps us enjoy our sport even more, doesn't it? Um, both of you now, sort of, you, you, you've mentored athletes, you've supported them in different ways. Just as we close, as we wrap up, um, imagine you're, you're, you're sitting with somebody in the, in the pit of disappointment. Maybe they've not been selected for the Olympics this summer. Um, Maybe they've just they've just lost a race. They wanted to lose at a more competitive end of the spectrum. What would be one of the key things you'd want? And it may be something we've already said, but that's helpful to sort of we distill it at the end. One of the things you'd want really to remind them of um, in the midst of that disappointment. Debs, what about you? I think firstly, really important to acknowledge that that they they are disappointed and and that God knows their disappointment. Like he's he's in it with them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he right. knows that they're suffering. You know, Jesus suffered on this earth. Jesus, you know, went through all the things that um, we could possibly be be feeling as well. And yeah, just to kind of be with them in that place, um, but also remind them that you know God cares about them. He does have a plan for their life, which is good. Hmm. Uh, and even if we don't always feel it, we, we you know for us to know it deeper down than just our feelings you know god is good and he does have a good plan for our lives we don't know what the future holds um but to keep trusting in him um but also to be to be giving those cares to him not thinking that we should be all sorted and all, all perfect so you know in in in, <laughs> in an hour or whatever but yeah. actually to actually speak out how we're feeling to god because he wants us to and he cares for us adam what about you I think I'd remind people that, or remind that person that, that sport is, is a real gift and it's a great joy and it brings real joy and a lot of fun. But as soon as we do define ourselves and our value, I'm an athlete, therefore, when I compete well, I provide value to myself and to the world. If I don't uh, compete or perform well, my value is diminished. For me, that's completely the wrong thinking, and that doesn't help people themselves. And although sport can bring joy when you have success and disappointment when you don't or when you're injured or, or whatever, the thing that brings real joy is 
knowing the Lord Jesus and and having the creator of the universe adopt you into his family it's just beyond compare Uh, and to to understand or have an idea of that puts all the disappointment into perspective and if people don't know Jesus then I just urge you to to read a bit about him in the Bible, find out about him and get to know him because all of the things, the great things that the world offers, the great things that sport offers, they just don't compare uh, to Jesus. So that would probably be what I would say. That's great. It's a brilliant way to finish. Thanks so much guys for, for joining us and hopefully if you listened in, that's been a, been a help. As Adam said, if you don't currently follow Jesus, but you love your sport, look into him. Um, we believe he's the most valuable thing in the world and our relationship with him is the most joyous thing. So do do look into that. We've got loads of resources on our website as well. If you want to think more about disappointment or loads of issues to do with competitive elite sport, just pop onto our website. We've got podcasts and lots of them. We've got blogs, we've got Bible studies, things just to help you think through these issues and, and wrestle what it looks like to be a Christian in the world of sport. Uh, so do head there, christiansinsport.org.uk. Um, we'll be back soon, but thanks so much for joining us. See you again soon. Bye-bye.